being in front of conferences and talking, and I, I thought, I'm just going to be terrified every single time. My, my palms are going to be sweaty and my heart's going to be racing. And for some weird reason, I have none of that now. And I know that the main reason I have none of it is because I'm talking about something I don't have to practice for. It's something I know so well and love so much, and I'm so passionate about talking about it that I don't even have to prepare. I think something that I've been doing that you could probably use for your presentations. Oh, okay. And it's something that Kobe went to this audition mic where the bookers gave him feedback, and their biggest thing was like, you can have great jokes, but if the audience isn't on your side, they're not gonna laugh. Mm. If they don't feel interested, in me, they're not going to care about my humor that isn't directly related to me. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh. Ooh, I like when you start with great. <laughs> it's a good day. And we're recording on a it's Monday. It's rainy. <laughs> it's raining in California. Although but it never like, rains in California, supposedly. Well, I kind of like the rainy days because then it's like, I was talking to Steve about this yesterday because it's, it's we don't get a lot of rain, so then I always feel like I need to like go outside. I need to like be outside, and staying inside feels like a waste of a day oh. sometimes when it's like really nice out. So sometimes I like when it's rainy or crappy because then I can like I can do one two things. I can either just like relax and not feel guilty about it, or I can like do my home projects okay. that I usually don't want to do on a nice sunny day because I want to be outside doing things. Yeah, it makes a good, that makes sense. It's so funny because so uh, we've had three weeks of straight rain and it's been, so, or just cloudy in New York and it's been blah. So the sun finally came out over the weekend. It's like, I have to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what, are, what were you doing on the weekend with, with this rainy weather? Oh, so yesterday was It only started weather. yesterday. There was no football yesterday because Super Bowl's next week, so it's oh, like right. the in between. But um, I organized, I did some kitchen organizing, mm -hmm. and I relaxed. Oh, I, good for you. So it was a busy. I have a busy comedy week upcoming, and I had a busy comedy week last week, so just relaxed, which was nice. nice. So for the first time, I, I I don't always relax, as you know, because I'm always like busy doing something busy i don't know but and sometimes my week goes straight into the weekend and i'm like when do i stop working but yesterday i made a conscious effort not to do anything i didn't even look at my emails which was a little weird because groundbreaking i know and nick had sent me something and i said oh my god i took a whole day off nick i didn't even see your emails this weekend but I literally spent, which is a ridiculous amount of time, making a TikTok for fun. I, I just had like a creativity day. So I know you might think, oh, you made a TikTok. That's like not taking the day off. But for me, when it's not related to, I didn't make a tutorial. I didn't make anything that was like strategic content. I literally was like, I've heard this song and I've been wanting to do something with this song. I'm just going to make a fun video. And of course, it turns into way too much because I have to do the transitions perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. But I had so much mm -hmm. fun. It was like a fun day making that stupid TikTok that was a big nothing. <laughs> That's fun though. Yeah. I have to make, I've, I've been pretty consistent on my TikTok game as an update. I need to plan some content for this mm -hmm. week because okay. I had a little spurt last week where I posted a bunch and then over the weekend I was just really busy so I didn't. Oh. And now back to posting. You got to get back to it. Yeah. yeah. I want to, I wish I had a piece of paper because I want to write down the things that I want to put in the links. So I'm going to say, 
that running TikTok. I want to make sure I put it in here so we can all know what I spent way too long doing yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the show notes. Did you post it yet? I posted it. And of course, it's not going to do well because it wasn't trending music and it wasn't anything uh, that was like on, I don't know, it wasn't a trend. So it was just like for me for fun because I had it in my mind. And mm -hmm. I really, when I heard the song, it was from this artist, Benson Boone. Do you know him? No. He's a new, he's, maybe he's a new artist. I don't know. But he has this song and it's like, it's a really mellow song. And then it goes hard, like crazy in the midst. And it reminded me of like a cancer survivor song. And so as soon as I heard this section of the song, of course, I heard it on TikTok. I was like, I need to make a video to this. And I keep mm -hmm. thinking, I kept thinking about it. I meant to do it when I was away because I was away this weekend, as you know, speaking at a conference in Tampa. I want to talk about that a little bit. But when I was there, I was like, oh, I have to remember, I'm going to make this aggressive TikTok, blah, blah, blah. And then I just never had time to do it. So I made the time yesterday to make it happen when I got back. felt it was fun. It was fun. That's good. You know, it's good to have fun making content instead of just feeling like you're constantly in strategic mode, you know, mm -hmm. what am I going to teach next? I have people that are asking me for lessons and I know I have to be there for it and show up for it. But sometimes yeah. I just want to have fun and make like fun transitions. Yeah, you know. I tried is. to make a video this week of a vlog of my show. Mm -hmm. And then of course we started to like run late, so then I couldn't get content. So she didn't yeah, have I me know. there making the content. <laughs> At some point one point students like, Do you want me to start filming things? And I was like, It's okay. We're oh, it's, it's over. He needs to do the he needs to do the mothership moves and behind the scenes and get you annoyed. <laughs> he tries to be because oh, nice I was stuff. like I was running late and I was stressed. Yeah, but you were back at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Fun. And it went really well, so it's oh, exciting. I was so tuned in, like, waiting to hear back from you that night. I was like, <laughs> oh, please, please send me the audio. It was good. It, it was, was really good. It was good. <laughs> it was, like, the best show I've had in a long <sighs> time. And I'm so mad they don't do video because I'm like, I could book so oh. much with this. But I have the audio. It's just like not the same because there's like You had a lot. You must have had a, Yeah, there must have been some, because I could tell when people were laughing, I'm like, she's making some kind of faces now and I wish I could see what mm -hmm. they were. At but, one point I did a dance move, like when I said like, I'm supposed to be good at TikTok. I went like, I'm supposed to be good at TikTok. And I did that and I looked at like, Tim and Steven and like my friends are sitting right in the front and I looked at him like right when I did that and he just started dying. It was oh really funny. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And it was funny because you texted me before and you were like, I'm stressed. And I was like, you have to remember that this is fun. I gave you a little, not a lecture a pep, talk. pep talk. I did. I gave you a little pep, pep pump up. I was like, you, this is because fun. It is fun. It was just, I was stressed because it's like one of those bringer shows, which I was, mm -hmm. I think I was talking about last week where you have to bring a certain amount of people. And they're not like super strict with this one where it's like, if you don't have enough people, you can't go on. But I thought I was going to have at least like seven to 10 people there. Mm -hmm. So many people backed out and canceled and just didn't show up, which was like really frustrating because I was supposed to, I was going to go up third, which is like really early because I didn't have a lot of people. And I was like, I think I have one or two more people coming. They're just running late. Can I go up later? Which I did. One of my did they show up? was running very late. Yeah. He thought yeah. the show started at eight and not seven. So he got oh, there good. like an hour in, but I was like, good. I still want yeah. them to see it. So then I ended up going like third to last, which I honestly liked going last because then I I felt like the crowd yeah. was warm. The girl before me was really funny. And I think what really helped was the girl before me was making jokes 
about how she used to be like a stripper and oh she was talk, doing crowd work asking people what their stripper name was so the whole time before leading up for my set i'm thinking i'm like what's a stripper name that i can open with what is a fun, quick joke that i can make and i like ran over to kobe because he was also on the show and i was like do you have any ideas and he was like i don't have any ideas and i like ran back and i was just thinking and at the last second like 30 seconds before i went upstairs i texted him i was like snooky <laughs> So then Perfect. I ran up on stage and was like, my stripper name, since I'm from New Jersey, is Snooky. And it really got the crowd it landed instantly, oh, which so is good. so great. So good. Which is good because I've had a lot of bad shows, I feel like, the past month and a half, I feel like. But Even it's going to work. They were fine. But like they weren't great. I didn't feel good after. And this is the first one in a really long time where I felt really good after. Oh, I was so like, happy. This is good. I'm so happy. That's important yeah. because it just keeps you going for the next time. It, rem- it makes you remember why you love doing this. And that's yeah. why I was trying to say to you, I'm like, you have to remember that you're doing this because you want to do it, not because you have to do it for a job or because you have to, you know, it's not like you have to prove anything. It's just because mm-hmm. you love doing it. And that is just, that's the best. Yeah. It just makes you want to do it more. You're funny too. And you do come up with the good things at the last second. You're the, you're the clever. Like whenever I have trouble with a caption, I can always count on you to help me get something funny on a caption. So you have a skill set. You know, you do. I try. I try. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to, I have to play that set for Alfonso. We have to get Alfonso in in the, in the zone. I was thinking about putting that one on like Vimeo or something, just on like a private link to submit for things. Cause even though it's audio, I feel like it's good i don't know you know, so. you know what you could do is take some of because you have that whole slideshow of stills from when we were with margarita and i think if you just made like a visual slideshow of your expressions is that not a good idea i, I like when you i don't make know a face I, whenever i suggest something and you make a face i'm like okay bad idea. <laughs> never mind no, it's fine i'm just thinking i'm just <laughs> thinking I don't, okay. I don't know i love you're supposed to Here's the thing. Whenever I have a, like a wacky idea, what's what are you supposed to say? When you don't okay. like my idea? No, what, what do you always say when you don't like my ideas? I say that could be good for something else. Yeah. You usually <laughs> what, do go, I say, what do I say? I think you always go, all right, we can think about it. That's oh, yeah. I say we can think about it. <laughs> and then I always go, all right, I guess it was a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> Or no, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, never mind. I immediately know from looking. Well, at your no, face. it's okay though. I don't care because I, awful. I am like, you know, my thing is that I, I have things in my brain. Like I just ideas, 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 and I know they're not all good. Oh, my God. So I need somebody to reel me in. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I really am. Okay. That's why I'm okay with when I was. That's why I'm okay with you making jokes. That's what I was going to finish saying. I don't like when I don't finish my sentences. I notice that a lot when I'm editing my content. I'm like, I don't finish my sentences enough. So I'm going to practice doing that. I'm also practicing to use less filler words. I, you know, I hate that. But anyway, I was thinking about you making fun of me when I was presenting on stage this weekend. And I was like, well, I have to say that my daughter, and it's okay if I throw her into the bus right now because she makes jokes about me all the time. So I wanted to make sure, you know, that people knew I wasn't being mean, but I was talking about how creating content consistently is more important than being so super clever and creating, you know, great videos every time. And I was saying I'm living proof because sometimes I'm really not that clever and I just post whatever I feel like posting. And because I am a consistent poster, I ended up growing a following faster. And I say my daughter's videos, I think are much better than mine overall because they're clever. <laughs> They're funny. They're they're on point. They're insightful. 
But because she goes up and down and she's not consistent, she drops off for three weeks and then she comes back, that she hasn't had that kind of traction because of that. So I did a little bit throw you under the bus, but in a nice way, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's true though. I'm learning a lot about, I'm learning a lot about performing on stage, not in the sense that you do, but I have never in my career had the opportunity to be in, a presenter in general in my career. Mm-hmm. So this is all new to me, this whole being in front of conferences and talking. And I, I thought, I'm just going to be terrified every single time. And my, my palms are going to be sweaty and my heart's going to be racing. And for some weird reason, I have none of that now. And I know that the main reason I have none of it is because I'm talking about something I don't have to practice for. It's something I know Mm -hmm. so well and love so much. And I'm so passionate about talking about it that I don't even have to prepare. So you do those wonderful slideshow decks for me. It's great because I have a little guide, keeps me on track. But from one to the next, I'm learning so much about how to be better on stage and how to uh, present better. And the end of this one, I ended it with like a little dance party. It was so much fun. Did I, did you know that? Okay. No. Cause they, they asked me if I what I wanted my walk on song off to be and my, my walk on and walk off song. So I gave them, you know, music. And it was the Barbie song. So were the they? Okay. Way. Yeah, yeah. And they did they forgot to change it for the walk off. So I got the Barbie song on the way up and the way down, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as I heard it again, I was like so excited because I knew I did well. So I just started dancing my way off the stage. And then I was like, I think everybody needs to dance with me. And all of a sudden the whole room got up and they were dancing. <laughs> it was so it was like the Durbo. It was re- it was a throwback to the Durbo party. I had everybody dancing. It was great. Felt so good. And I think I want to yeah, end not- my presentations that way now. <laughs> oh, fun. Uh-oh. But that have worked at the car conference? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. I have to really read the audience. Oh, yeah. so that's what I want to talk about. Reading the audience. Mm-hmm. How do you read your audience? I'm going to tell you some some things I learned this week, this weekend and the past couple of times. How do you decide? Do you have a strategy for how you sort out what the audience is? Is it a visual thing? How do you determine where you're going to lean? How do you know what's going to work and what's not going to work? You In this show that you just did, you were talking about, oh, this side of the room isn't going to like this joke. I'm going to give you an example, mm-hmm. like already. You yeah, had, yeah. So you, go, you, are, you are reading your audience. So how do you go about it? What's your strategy? It's tough. <laughs> really? really? Yes. I think... Hold on, I'm processing. This weekend was the first time I really felt like I could read the audience. And I think it was like, it was a visual thing. Because especially given that laughter is the response to what I'm doing, Mm. you can hear where the response is coming from. You can see where it's coming from. Whereas if you're in a situation where you're not trying to elicit an immediate reaction I feel like it could be harder to read the audience but for me I was doing my jokes and you I'm watching the audience I'm scanning I'm always I'm not trying to look away I that was one of the things they learned in the first class was trying not to look at the floor and trying to actually engage and mm-hmm. direct eye contact with people which is really hard And I hate giving, like, it's not that I hate, it's really hard for me to give direct eye contact to people I know. Like, it just, I'm like, oh, you, you." (laughs) like, I, it's really hard. And I remember I looked at, like, Steven during the show, and it was like, 
comforting, but like other people, it's hard. Um, but this weekend specifically, I have all these jokes about boomers ruining things and how we're fighting back by taking over pickleball. Like that's the joke. And I could just see in the Body room, language fr from the right it was oh. all older and from the left it was all younger people like not even just body language just literally oh. looking at the audience like older younger and it was really strange because i've never had it be so split like that right right because you said something like this side of the this side isn't going to like these jokes or yeah, something like I that said, I like, like the list of things boomers have ruined is longer than a cvs receipt and everyone on this side started laughing and everyone here just gave me a death stare and i was like okay Oh my God! We're, we're wait a wait to alienate your audience. <laughs> That's really funny. But we've been talking about it a lot when we write. Is you know, different shows are going to have different audiences. Different venues are going to have different audiences. The comedy store always skews slightly older. It's always an older crowd, so we have to take that into consideration when we think of our tags or our, our right. punchlines or the things we're talking about. We were working on our sets before this weekend, and Kobe was like, I want to do this. And I was like, yeah, it's an older audience. I don't know if that one is uh, really going to resonate. So maybe save that for, like, next week when we know it's a younger show. That's a really good point, to be able to plan ahead like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that um, even translating that to what I did, I've been doing now is I've been asking more questions about the level of social media skills of my audience for one. Like I ask and I try and get feedback before the conference. Like, who am I talking to? Are they super beginners? Are they not? How engaged are they? Are they view? And then what I did on this last one is I actually took a poll in the beginning. I was like, how many people post on Instagram? How many people view Instagram? So I just had a show of hands of people who I knew. So I had a sense of, okay, most of these people are Instagram heavy, not, and there's mm -hmm. like, there was very few that even open, like look at TikTok. So I was like, all right, now I'm going to cater this more about like content creation, not like so much my love of TikTok, although I did have to give them a little like TikTok pitch of how it's mm -hmm. different and how how the audience is, you know, quicker to engage. And I gave them your theory about how Instagram started because it was people you knew. I mean, I, I still run with that. I think that's like great, great information to share with people. And they were all like nodding their heads. I will also say some of the things that I'm doing to assess my audience, aside from just taking a poll, is get trying to have an opportunity where I get to know some of them ahead of time. And I, in this particular uh, conference, I went to dinner the night before. So I had met a few of them and had dinner with them. So I already had a sense of these people, a few of these people. So I thought of things. And during the, sh the presentation, I would say, well, Susan and I were talking last night and I pointed her out. And then I was like, here's some things that would work for her. And it was just like way more engaging for everyone else because it wasn't like me just talking over their heads. I was speaking to a specific mm -hmm. member of their audience. And I think that was very, very helpful. And just, and that, and also what I did, Jewel, which was not really on script, but I opened, mm. I let, I let questions happen in the midst of the pitch, instead of waiting mm. till the end, the pitch, the presentation, instead of waiting yeah. to the end where it was questions. I didn't do that. Like I'm not taking questions till the end thing. I just, I, I went off track a few times, talked about some things and then people were raising their hand and I was like, I'm taking questions right now. Let's go. So it was good because it kept me yeah, it kept me engaged with them the whole time. And I think that was really, really helpful. That's I just good. loved it. Oh my gosh. I think something that I've been doing that you could probably use for your presentations. Oh, okay. And it's something that Kobe went to this audition, Mike, where the bookers gave him feedback. And their biggest thing was like, you can have great jokes, but if the audience isn't on your side, they're not going to laugh. Mm. So 
I think that really altered like my brain chemistry for comedy and thinking that every set I do, the first like 20% or whatever, first two minutes, three minutes, depending on how long it is, needs to be humor directly about myself. Oh, to win them and over. And needs to be humor, yeah, that gets them to learn about me and also like I'm, yeah, like I'm talking about myself. I'm getting them to be a fan of me and then I can segue into maybe more observational things or maybe like the boomer thing. Like I don't think the boomer thing would have landed if the first half of my set wasn't like personal anecdotes about myself mm. and like you obviously. But if they don't feel interested in me, they're not going to care about my humor that isn't directly related to me. That's very insightful. Yeah. So my goal is to write more jokes about myself, whether they're like self-deprecating or just like stories, but so that I can always have the first quarter of my set be about me to help win the audience over. And also super smart. Like it's it's more comfortable for me to talk about myself first. Yep. Because it's like what I'm really comfortable talking about. And then really smart. And I think that premise, concept, whatever can be applied to like giving presentations yeah well you did know, it in the whatever. deck because in the deck you put about, you always put like a little about me at the first mm-hmm. part of it so i get to introduce myself talk about how i started and 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 i literally didn't even mention uh the whole cancer journey until like the middle of the presentation when i was talking about storytelling and welcoming your audience in and on a personal level and then i was then i just said well let's take a left let's take a left turn let me tell you about my cancer experience like right in the middle <laughs> thing and it wasn't even scripted or, or even in the deck but it really that also got people interested because it was like a side story so i do think making it personal and winning over your audience in that way is key i i love that I think that's a really smart approach. I always said from the beginning, that's what the humor that you do m- wins people over because you're you're likable and you're willing to laugh at yourself. No, I think that's good. I love mm-hmm. it. I was I laughing try. so hard. I really, really thought that was a good set. So congrats. That was a really good set. Congrats on that one. It. Yeah. What's up next? What do you have coming up? I have one more show in the books right now and I got to get on booking other things. Right. I have one on Friday and I'm going to do the same set because there's a, it's going to be videotaped. So I'm hoping I get a similar audience reaction to everything because mm. I feel like the set is really solid. So it'd be really nice to have a good tape of it for submitting and booking yeah. and all that kind of stuff. If you know it's but good, to, you should try and get it taped because I think that's... Yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to. And then after that, I don't really have anything. I don't have any other shows planned, which I need to get on. But part of me has been feeling like I don't want to do bringers mm-hmm. where it's where you're required to bring a certain amount of people because I've just been very stressed about getting people to come and exhausting my friends. And right. yeah, it's, it's tough. annoying to be more stressed about, oh, my God, do I have enough people versus like, I want to make sure my comedy and my set is right, good. Right. So. I'm trying to figure out what the next level is. So well, you I'm did something f- this week that is going to help, right? Making the making your pitch page or whatever. What, what yeah, are you calling I need it? Like, your media. I need kit? like a media kit, but for comedy, because like all the I made you a media kit for influencer stuff. Mm-hmm. So I made a media kit for comedy. <laughs> I love it. I think. That's and the person responded. And they were like, "This is great." So I think I just really. Need to like, yeah, Who but responded? they were. She's like, 
I sent it to one producer and she was just like, oh, this is great. I'll let you know if we have any openings. So amazing. I'm going to try and go to like one of her shows. That's what I kind of want to focus on this next month is networking and meeting producers that run shows that aren't bringers so that I can get in more of the flow of doing that, I guess. And going to like better open mics. Because I went to an open mic. I made the video. I made a vlog about it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I went to like a female open mic and it was one of the best open mics I've ever been to because the audience actually laughed so much so that I was like, this is better than the two shows I did at like a small venue earlier in the month. And I'm like, I'd rather do this on a weekly basis to practice and get reps in than do these tiny little shows where I feel awful afterwards because the audience, it was a half full. Yeah. So that's going to be helpful. I think it's going to be helpful. Do you enjoy going to the shows when you're not in them? How, how does that help? Do you learn from going to other to see other? Because I know you and Stephen do that once in a while. You go to just go to see comedy now. Yeah, we were just talking about going on Valentine's Day to see comedian. We like um, it is helpful. You learn. It's helpful. More help. It's helpful seeing bigger comedians because you know they're pros and you can learn from them. But then it's. And obviously, I go to a lot of smaller comedy shows because I go to my friends' shows where they need people. And you learn what not to do at those because mm-hmm. they're not always the best comedians. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends are. But then, like, that's also the problem with this. I'm getting on a tangent. We don't have to talk about it. But no, That's all right. No, I, I don't mind tangents. That's good. I, I would like to, you know, explore where you're headed. I think I think I'm just curious. The bringer shows... Basically, lets anybody get up and do comedy as long as they have can sell tickets. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're You're always good. getting the best. Right. It's just people right. think that's actually what I've been seeing a lot recently when I go to these shows. It's people who I know they definitely think they're funny in a friend group setting, but they don't know how to translate that into writing and f- structuring jokes because it's like completely different. And that's what you can I don't think I'm the seeing. funniest in like friend in. It's a situation sometimes. Right, right. But no, I'm you wouldn't pick you out to be... think about it. No. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't. Thanks. Think, yeah. well, no, no, no. I don't mean that in a bad way. But like, look at Alfonso. He said, he said, I can't believe she's so funny because, you know, day to day, you're not like, like hauling no. ass with jokes everywhere, you know? You have like, you do have funny insights, but it's not like you're on when, uh, like, no, no, I'm not jokes. like the wittiest, no. quickest. Stephen is funnier than me oh. in, on a, Yes, yeah. he's quick with it. I think he is. He is. I think he's he is. funnier. Than I agree me. with that. <laughs> I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, hi, Stephen. <laughs> Giving him a shout out. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should. Maybe should he? Maybe he should uh, do a set. <laughs> That's what all of my comedy friends want. They're like, Stephen, you need to do five minutes because they think he's hilarious. They're like, you're funnier than half the people on these lineups. So funny, and it's true. Well, I, on the same note, I want to do more presenting. I feel like I could be better at it. And I almost last night, because now I think I'm being targeted in my Instagram and I got like a, there's a guy named Simon. I can't think of his last name, but I keep getting his, you know, public speaking course tips, whatever. And I was like, I'm so cute. Maybe I should take one of these and like learn some tips about how to be better. So I clicked on it. I almost, I click baited, you know, I got in and I was like, and it was something like 150 bucks and it wouldn't have been that nuts to do. But I thought to myself, wait a minute, I almost rather learn my own thing without suddenly being having all this other information rolling around in my head. Because when I finished my presentation, 
everybody came up to me and was like, that was so good. The audio guy, because it was a women's conference and there was one man in the room and he was the audio engineer on the, on the board, mm-hmm. a young guy. He came up to me after and he said, your presentation was fantastic. Now I got to believe he's been in a lot of presentations because that's what he does for a living. The fact that he yeah. listened and then gave, and then took time to give me feedback, I, I thought that was pretty cool. And I also, it made me think before I purchased this course, I'm like, maybe I should just stay with my gut because maybe if I start getting these canned ideas of things I have to do because this yeah. works and I'm, I'm nervous about taking it because I don't want to be jaded by that now. And I think mm-hmm. my instincts are already in the right place. So I'm rather, yeah. I think I'm going to wait it out and learn more by doing and just do more of them and see what works. One thing I will say when I was presenting, this was a, a nice feature of this venue. They had, the presentation was behind me, but they had a little monitor in front of me. So I didn't have to turn around and look every time to see what my next slide was. I could click the slide and I could see it in front of me. What it would be so nice is if I could have had a separate presentation in front of me, like clicking through that I was clicking through with extra notes on things so that I would mm-hmm. remember the fill in things I wanted to say. Cause I had, there was things I was like, oh, when I talk about this, when one of the other speakers was talking, I said, oh, I should really mention her when I talk about this. And I had to write it on a, pa- a notepad and just put it on, on the, you know, the podium to make sure that I didn't forget. And it would have been nice to have it in a place in the presentation that made sense, where I would have mm-hmm. circled back to when she talked about this earlier, I was thinking this is perfect. And it would just be nice to tie in when I see other parts of the presentation, or it'd be nice to have my notes, a separate presentation in front of me or something. I might just print it next time and make some notes or something. I just don't like to go up there with a stack of papers, like I'm going to read a presentation. I like to go up yeah. there free and easy and just and just go with the flow and well, feel the flow. the flow. Feel the flow. Feel the audience. And I love looking at them all and, you know, when they're nodding and they're smiling and they're agreeing and I'm like, ah, I'm in so, I'm in my zone. I love it. Never thought I'd be uh, relaxed enough to do it. It was never my thing. So just like how you came out of, why do you give a face? It's like scary. I was always nervous speaking. When I had to get up in front of Jonathan's group home people to give that speech, I was shaking before that. And that was only a mere four years ago or five. No, how many years ago? Maybe it was eight years ago. (laughs) But it was not something that I did on a regular basis. I was so nervous. And I'm not nervous. I just feel like you're always the, you're such a people person. Yeah, but once once I start talking, I'm okay, but I get so nervous. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. You know, just takes me back to high school making the speech. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Making that speech in high school. I was sweating. Uh, actually, grandma, before I had to go on stage to make that speech in high school, she's, she was so nervous. She told me to have a glass of wine oh <laughs> and God. she let me have a glass of wine before I went. It's so speech. funny. <laughs> Cause she was nervous. <sighs> well, I'm happy to say I don't, I'm happy, I don't, I'm happy to say I don't need a glass of wine to go on stage anymore, but yeah. That's- <laughs> That's good. It is good. I don't need a glass of wine to start a dance party or to go talk on stage. (laughs) Maybe there'll be a TED Talk in my future. I don't know what the topic would be. But I met some really interesting people at that conference with some great stories. So they should. Hmm. And a lot of people left saying, I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired to start on social media. You know, your your presentation was just inspiring. And I don't really know. They didn't say specifically what, but I was like, this is good. This is a good thing. I felt good. That's good. 
finding a new thing that I love in terms of work that is completely different. So do you, you think you always are change. feeling? Do you think you are feeling confident and it's easier to present and be in front of people because of being on social media? Absolutely, yes. I really, it's funny because I didn't make that connection until you just said it. I think that's what made it happen because I'm not afraid to talk to this and then therefore that's translating to, well, now million people, millions of people. I guess so. I think it just has given me the confidence to come out of my shell. And I wasn't in a shell. Look, I'm an, an extrovert by nature, but I'm not a public speaker by nature. And now mm -hmm. I've, have I'm confident in my voice of the things that I share. So it feels good. Good question, Julie. Any other questions? <laughs> um that was my main one. Do you just do you feel confident because of social media or do you think you've always it's the same level of confidence? Like being on stage, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Um I think we've talked about this before, but I think No, it's but I think I'm, what I mean is, okay, here's a different thing. Let me just phrase it differently. I would never be presenting on stage if it wasn't for social media. Do you think you would be, you you might still be doing comedy if it, even if you weren't on social media? Yeah. Okay. So social media well, really yeah. hasn't made an impact is the answer to that then. You would no. have wanted to do this anyway. I think so. Okay. I don't know. I... I think yes. I don't think it's like it's it's different. I feel like I get more validation for comedy by doing it and being on stage than posting about it. Right. Whereas like maybe you feel more credibility being on stage because you have a million followers and you have the audience uh, to back it up. Yeah, I think Not that's like given a, that's given me confidence. Yeah. I suppose, yes, that has definitely given me confidence. I feel like I have the social media currency, I have the credibility, so I feel, I do feel confident and I know that uh, the things I have to say are valuable because people will come up to me and say, I just learned so much. You're right. There, there was a digital marketing uh, group that were there. They weren't really there for the conference. They were the marketing team for the conference. And I said to them, hopefully this wasn't boring for you because you're. this is what you do already for mm -hmm. your job. And they're like, oh, no, we learned a lot. And I was shocked. I was like, oh, that's great. And they were young girls. <laughs> the night that's before when good. I was out with them, I said, well, I guess I wouldn't be the one we'd pick to have a million followers if the, if they if they if somebody walked into a room and said, guess who the social media influencer is? And they were all laughing. They were so sweet. It's funny. Yeah, it was really fun. It was good. I think... I think it's a new path and I and I'm happy to be on it. One thing Exciting. we said one thing we said that we were gonna do on one of these episodes, and maybe I'm gonna put you on the spot right now, but we talked about like we should fit in talking about uh our favorite things. And I'm not gonna put you on the spot to say, oh, give me your favorite products right now. But on the line of have you because we both like to do a little dabbling on things we find on social media. And you were doing that newsletter mm -hmm. for a while called Influence. Have you found anything recently on social media that you have purchased and 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 have found useful that you would want to share about? Taking a sharp right turn. <laughs> I am taking a sharp. Because I was like, you know what? I, I want to know because you've convinced me on a few things and I'm curious what your thing has been. Anything? Um, I've been trying to not 
spend money. So I feel oh, like so no shopping. I don't. I literally bought up. The only thing I've bought for myself this past month is a new pair of jeans because it's something that I've needed. Okay. And they were from Abercrombie because I saw a TikTok about good throwback jeans. Well, they have better jeans now. They're not like promoting freaking skinny bitches and yeah (laughs) they have real sizes so i don't know if i that's the that's the main thing i the one thing i did buy from social media maybe like last year in the fall was i bought stretchy shoelaces for my converse so i don't have to untie and retie them and they are a game changer and i got from social media i bought them via tiktok shop Oh, wow. Because they were on sale. Yeah. That's huge. I've only bought one called thing from the TikTok. They're called Bread's Laces. And it was, yeah, I bought I bought Stephen a pair and I bought myself a second pair. And I wow. have not decided which pair of shoes I want to put it in. Because I'm like, wow. I don't know which one, which ones deserve the stretchy, stretchy oh laces. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, because I have the high top, I have the high top converse. So it makes them a lot easier to get on and off. Okay. So that's it. But I haven't that's really your purchase. Okay. on the spend recently. Okay. Well, I haven't really been on the, I haven't done the, the TikTok shop spend, except I bought that one ring, that mood ring just to support a creator, but that's not what I'm going to say. I would say the one thing I'm waiting with bated breath on is I saw this natural laundry detergent on on a TikTok shop and I was going to buy it from the TikTok shop, but I said, let me just do some research. I like the idea of a more earth-friendly laundry detergent. And I know, you know, I'm a Tide girl from by trade. I like, stand. I know. Yeah. But I want to try something. So I did some research and instead of buying the one that I saw in the TikTok shop, it just like woke me up to think, let me look. And I went mm-hmm. to Blue Land and mm-hmm. I ordered what I really like from Blue Land that I got already are the little hand soaps that you, foaming hand soap, they're little uh, um, like hard little discs and you drop them into the hand soap and you add water and then you have your foaming hand soap. Love love. But I ordered the laundry detergent. I'm waiting on it. And it's the same type of thing where you have this little pod type thing, but it's not like the plastic pod. I don't know. I'm going to get back to you. But I, so far, their hand soaps have have uh, done the job for me. So I'm going to try and be better for the environment. I'm going to try. It's exciting. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> I think it is too. All right. So those are my, those are my thoughts on a, a favorite thing for the week. I know you turned me on to the Olive and June nail polish. So I have that top coat. That's my new my new favorite top coat. I haven't, found a, I haven't found a color yet that I am in love with. The blue is almost too light, so I'm still I'm still an Essie blue girl with the with the blue nails. But we'll see. Remains to be seen. So we'll talk about our favorite things at least one one time during our episodes. I I would like to, so we can okay. learn so we can learn about things. If we don't want to, we can we don't have to. But <laughs> I think it would be fun. No. I'm Maybe trying to think of other things. ones, but I really haven't really, yeah, trying to save money for all the events trips, trips that we and have events this year. And, and weddings. And a lot of, a lot of weddings. Lot. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I'm trying to save my money. I know. There's, so been, some, there's been wedding talk in the chat now because Tommy and I Jenna know. have been in touch with me it's about happening. things. And, and they're asking me about music things. And I feel things are getting close now. I mean, we're, we're like... February, we're like March, f- April. We're three it's months crazy. away because it's like That's the crazy. first week of May. I think it's suddenly going to come and hit me that I maybe have to go shopping for a dress <laughs> soon. I have to look at bridesmaids' dresses, but 
Mm. We're so excited about that. That's going to be, that's going to be our, our fun thing for the spring. It'll be very fun. All right. I think we covered it this week. We, it was good. I think talking about um, our new journey on presenting, and I like that we're on a parallel path with it because you're doing more of a performing thing and I'm just doing it as a presenting thing. Never thought I'd find myself here. So I feel you now. We have this like, this parallel sinkage going on of what we're both doing at the same time. All right. So in sync. We are sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we are. <laughs> When we ski, we need to be in sync. That's what has to happen. I have to make sure I stick with you on the slopes. It's an effort. <laughs> it is an effort. All right. That's it for this week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me and Julie while we uh, work out our issues with you live, <laughs> live here on the Zoom. Have a good week. Yours truly. Helen and Julie. All right. Thanks for being here. And if you enjoyed listening to our banter, which was very spontaneous this week, we would love for you to leave us a review or even a question to suggest a topic that we might tackle down the road, because we're always looking for ideas and how to keep, uh, keep you guys in our personal chats. You know where to find us on social media. I am at The Mothership with you, and Julie is at Julie Polisi with J-U-L-I-P-O-L-I-S-E, so only one E. And together we are HelloSocialize.com, bringing you really fun new workshops for 2024. Can I give it a plug right here? Because it's your good Go idea. All right, we're, go we're doing a live, quote, celebrity podcast live thing on a workshop where we're going to have the... Uh, the author of the cookbook series, Skinny Taste, Gina, who is my friend on TikTok, is going to come on our podcast, talk about her social media journey, and she is going to take questions live on the workshop. So if you're interested in that, sign up. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's going to be fun. February 16th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. A little lunch and learn. Maybe we should call it a lunch and munch with Gina from Skinny Taste. <laughs> that will be so much fun. So go sign up and join us that day. All right. Take it easy. Have a good week. Bye.